Operabi podcast, dedicated to points of view, challenges, experiences, and best practices for managing your enterprise data. Operabi is the data intelligence and automation platform that empowers organizations to truly control and leverage their data without complexity. Good afternoon, everyone. Daryl Richardson here, Chief Platform Evangelist for Operabi Software. Today, we're going to take a look at optimizing primary, secondary, and tertiary storage and beyond. So identifying these uh, different storage models has, you know, it, it has become a lot easier now. Um, so primary storage will be the fastest storage that's in the enterprise. So this could be NVMe uh, drives or, um, you know, lots of solid state drives or, you know, uh, any of these types of rapid access, high IOPS uh, drives. The, the secondary drives today are usually consist of a hybrid type model. In other words, some SSD drives, some spinning disks, you know, 15Ks or 7200 RPM drives, you know, that are all in a same, all in like the same appliance that would make uh, the secondary storage more effective since you can utilize your SSD stuff, which is still pretty fast, and then tear that down within the same appliance onto a spinning disk. And of course, when you get into you know your old storage arrays that are being uh, decommissioned, uh, most companies still want to use them, um, but a lot of these have spinning disks like 54 or 7200 RPM drives, and they just want to use these um, storage systems for, say, archival purposes or even file shares. You know, so this is data that uh, is most likely going to stay around for quite some time. Uh, so, you know, the, the tiering aspect is all about moving data to a more efficient location. So if you look at the typical data that consists of tier one applications, these would be your high input daily database applications and the files associated with them. Um, if you're an architect or if you're an engineering firm, you may have you know, some file shares on these uh, tier one storage, but it's really because these drawings or these files are really large and they have to be open quickly and, and, and these kind of things. But typically, you know, file share data would consist of, say, your Word documents, your pictures, your MP3s, and these other things that certainly do not need to be on the fastest uh, tiered uh, disks there are. So this is why we call this storage tiering. So what we would do is identify these file types that are sitting on your tier one storage. And in most cases, this is done by an age of a file. So the staleness of the file, or let's just say anything that's older than a year that hasn't been touched or accessed or modified, then we would, we would tier this to a second tier storage or even a third tier storage, depending on the type of file it is and the reason why we're moving it. Like I said, if you're going to store archival data, um, and this is literally for compliance purposes because you have to keep it for this long, then store this on the most inexpensive drive space you can find. And you know these would typically be your, you know, your your 5400 RPM spinning disks, or even the cloud storage is perfect for uh, retention data. 
So why it's important, there's many reasons why it's important, but I can specify one in particular is backing up that data on your tier one storage is very expensive. In most cases, when you buy a new storage array that has uh, lots of fast M NVMe drives or SSDs, typically you're going to set this up in some sort of a RAID configuration where it mirrors from one, one partition location or one set of drives to another set of drives. And typically this is done through the hardware or the software on that appliance. Um, I know a lot of the newer Dells and Pure Storage and HPEs, they have storage management software in the back that helps you with these setup processes so that you can effectively mirror back and forth or stripe and mirror and or you know raid 7 raid 10 all these different configurations for what's needed for your business um, so but what we what's missing out of those applications is the ability to identify the data that needs to be tiered right so using applications like Operavi's data intelligence and automation platform gives you all of the information about the data so that you can make these data-driven decisions about which tier do I need to move specific data to. Obviously, like you said, if your tier one storage is holding your tier one applications, then your exchange servers or your um, your rapid access files, your database entry applications, all this is going to be um, stored, protected, and made highly available through clustering type technologies on your tier one storage. But then when you get into your tier two and under, you know, this is where the determination needs to be of if I'm going to store file share data, let's put an age on it. So let's just say, for instance, anything less than a year old, we're going to keep and maintain the file shares on the tier two storage. This is still relatively fast storage and shouldn't shouldn't be any bottlenecking to get to that data. But then when you look at the stuff that's like, say, over a year and you're really just not ever touching this data, but you can't delete it because you've got some sort of compliance regulation, then we would tier that off to either a third tier storage or even a fourth tier, which could be like a tape robot or, or you know, something of the such or of the sort, uh, or even, you know, make use of your archive tiers in your cloud uh, storage, uh, whichever one you're using, either AWS or Azure. You know, so the ability to have an application that can read through all this unstructured data and say, you know, here's the report that says this is the age of the file. It's past the year, so it needs to be on tier three or higher. Yeah, or, you know, the files are rapid access files or they're CAD drawings that we, you know, are re regularly accessing. You know, so, you know, that determination, just understanding the data is going to help you to make these data-driven decisions. You know, so Operavi helps in, in a few different ways. I mean, obviously, we're going to collect the contents of all the files so that you're going to be able to tell what's inside these files and determine if it's valuable or not. And the metadata as well. So, you know, you use things like file types or um, uh, the file sizes or the age of the files, you know, based on create, modified or access. You know, so all of these are determining factors on where the files really need to be kept. Um, other things, though, 
that Operavi's platform provides is over 140 different global classification policies. So as we're reading the contents of these files, we're also applying classification tags to each of these files as well. So um, any of your HIPAA stuff or your GDPA, GDPR or your CCPA or FINRA or SEC or CGIS, you know, criminal justice stuff, you know, any of that stuff that needs to be protected and, you know, protected shares where you're limiting access, you know, but you still need to maintain a retention record schedule for this, you know, we can help to identify that information and make those determinations on where I should store it or what types of storage is best for this type of data to live out its life cycle. You know, and at the end, obviously, the, the, the defensible deletion aspect of this is providing your audit trail that you kept files as long as you need to. I did move them. I didn't delete them. I moved them from maybe a tier one or two down to a tier three or four or higher but I'm still retaining copies of these files that are accessible for my compliance teams or audit teams or any of these other teams that need to be accessing that information. However, I've removed it from my tier one backup schemes as well, which also leads to a reduction in backup licensing. If you're able to get rid of 60% of your information based on the age and you're tearing it off, well, you know, obviously you're going to save on your backup windows and your backup licensed amount. Um, also with your clustering amounts, you know, if you're clustering, you know, drives, you know, that may contain shares or whatever, I mean, it's potential that, you know, some of these shared locations are going to be the storage aspect for the shared, the cluster, you know, so you would certainly benefit by removing all the old or stale information that can't be simply deleted, but we need to keep it, but moving it off of that tier one storage. Look, in closing, in order to make proper data-driven uh, data decisions, you, you have to have the knowledge behind you that allows your organization to understand the data that you have. The process of data tiering is made significantly easier when you have automation in front of it where it says, you know, I'm going to look at these files based on these policies and I'm going to move these files accordingly based on their classification and their age or any other uh, criteria that your organization sees fit in order to you know, manage data more effectively. You know, and this is where Operavi comes in. So Operavi's strong point is the ability to capture the content, capturing all the metadata and then classifying these files so that you know exactly what the risk is you know exactly how old or what the age of these files are and you know exactly what's in these files because we're keeping an enterprise search functionality as well which is local so even if you do choose to move this data to a cloud whenever you're doing searches you're not doing searches in the cloud which is obviously going to um, apply some uh, egress fees when you're accessing the data in the cloud in some cases you know so all of those searches or whatever can be done right on the Aparavi system without actually incurring these egress fees so the ROI can be immense if you're just doing a search of your AWS shares you know I mean all that data is considered an access you know so take advantage of Aparavi's data intelligence an automation platform. It's amazing the knowledge that you're going to learn by collecting the contents and the metadata and then running your reports and just seeing what you have and then making these data-driven decisions uh, about where I need to store this information. 
So hopefully we all learned something about storage tiering today. Um, stay tuned for more podcasts. Obviously, uh, you can go to www.operavi.com and uh, click on our resources tab and you can access webinars, uh, podcasts, and other great content as well. So I appreciate you guys listening and everyone have a great day and we'll talk next time. Thank you for listening to the Operavi podcast. For more information, see operavi.com or contact us directly via email at info at You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for the latest news, tips, and insights on data intelligence and automation. We'll be back soon with more, so if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks, and see you soon.